This is a rebroadcast of my radio show, Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome to you, the listener, and my co-host, Jill Kirby, who is an astrologer from Victoria. Hello. Hello. And we're, we're happening. Oh, I love it when it just goes according to plan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so on today's show, which is episode uh, 65, we're going to be talking about aspect patterns. Um, The chart is a visual thing. And what jumps out when you first see a chart are the patterns like all the happy little lines in the middle of the circle. Although some charts don't show those. I don't know why not. Yeah. The ancients (laughs) saw only those patterns that were created by the five Ptolemaic aspects, which were just your basic conjunction, sextile, square, trine, and opposition. But in recent times, especially with the study of astrology and harmonics, the circle has been divided into more subtle ways, producing more patterns. And so Jill is going to walk us through ones that she has found useful. So Jill take it away yeah yeah well I think it even if you're a non-astrologer completely if you look at some charts you will see that there is definitely a pattern there and that's often where where we like to start just because it's um it sort of jumps out at you exactly yeah pointing pointing you in the direction you're wanting to go to start looking at things I guess especially if it involves the sun and moon, but even if it doesn't, um, the pattern itself can be sort of a dominant feature in the chart. Exactly. And and therefore the personality. Ah, yes. Yeah, so that's, uh, and and really we're looking at dividing the circle by, um, there are the three series um, aspects, trine and the sextile, you're dividing by three or six. Yep. Um, and then you've got the two series, which is the, um, the squares and oppositions primarily. Yeah. Yep. But there, you know, you can get other variations on those as well. Which exactly. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Which in modern times, like, and I can remember when I was first learning, I mean, wrapping your mouth around some of the words like yeah. sesqui quadrant, and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> or quincunx, you know, which. which basically means a square and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And quincunx, yeah. I have no idea what that even, but it, it almost sounded like a swear word to me. I was like, ew, I don't like oh. the sound of that word. <laughs> well, quincunx is also so called an inconjunct. Yes, sometimes. which is way simpler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah so we're just going to look at some of the um, pretty pictures that can, All right. that these can be right. in, in the chart. I yeah. thought that was to do. Okay, and so, I am going to attempt so that the viewers, unfortunately, for those who are just listening to this, you'll have to go to a website, but you can, you can go to my website and um, 
All right, I have to get to, there we go. So who are we gonna start with? We're gonna start with Caitlin Jenner. All righty, so I'm going to put that one up. So same for you if you're just listening, if you're on the website. Uh, you can go to episode 65 and bring up the chart so you too can have a look at the picture. Mm-hmm. Now, this it's an interesting chart. Um, the grand trine, which you will see, and that's three trines connected to each other. So it, yeah, it, you it, can see yeah, it. Yeah, it's visual it's immediately. Trine in the middle of the, the circle, right? Yep. Um, a triangle. So... It's and tri- trines by themselves are flowing aspects. They're c- uh, three series aspects, which tend to be um, gentler than the two series. Yes, yes. <laughs> and to flow easily in a trine. So a grand trine often lend- lends talents that you know the person might say, "Well, anybody can do that." And you kind of go, well, mm. actually, no. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, because the person who possesses one, I mean, they're, I have a, a really good friend who's a, a publisher, uh, did a magazine in the interior, Angel Rowe, and she has a grand trine in fire. And, yeah. you know, she blasts through. <laughs> and, and, and she's like, well, what's wrong with the rest of you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so with, with well, when when she was Bruce Jenner, which is what she was born, mm-hmm. uh, uh, she, you have the Grand Trine. Now this one involves the North Node at one of the points, mm-hmm. which is in the sixth house. It's in Aries. This is a Fire Grand Trine. Now the Grand Trines are always in a single uh, element, so yes. they're either Fire, Earth, Air, or Water Grand Trines. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this one's a Fire one. And so, not surprising, I guess, that he was a very successful athlete. He started out playing football, he injured himself, and then when he recovered from that, he, somebody suggested he do a decathlon, and he became like the greatest athlete in the world, you know, the yes. title. Yes, yep. And yep. America's hero. So <laughs> exactly, that, yeah. That, to me, points to that Pluto and Leo in the tent, like. Yeah, yeah. Very prominent, right? Yeah. No. And I think with the fire, um, it also makes them uh, like uh, magnetic in a way. Like people are attracted to fiery people. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. And I think also, especially Pluto, because it is, it's uh, it's quite a magnetic, can be a very magnetic kind of energy. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we've got that that grand trine. What's interesting about this chart is there's another smaller trine at, at one side mm-hmm. of it. That connects up Pluto with Mercury um, and, of course, Venus. So you've yeah. got this. That turns this grand trine into what's called a kite. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Mercury's conjunct Neptune, and both of those are conjunct the south node. So being that the north node is one of the points of the grand trine that south node and neptune are at the are opposite that that yeah. point of the grand trine that that's a two series an opposition is a two series so that adds more energy yes and drive yeah yeah and and sometimes obstacles but the energy to overcome them yes and and one of the things you can find sometimes if somebody has if they had all grand trines and sextiles in their chart, they might not have 
the energy to overcome obstacles when they happen because yes things yep. just flow right yep. you know things just yeah flow and there there is in lots of the text that uh, students will read uh, you often hear that sometimes a grand trine just kind of lays dormant because as you're saying there's no there's no real push in, well, in and of itself it, yeah if you look at it it's a closed circuit right yeah. so it can yeah. just be like a rut that you get into where it yep. goes round and round so that opposition gives <clears throat> gives an outlet. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you know, it's just kind of an interesting thing to see that, and particularly because he's done this transgender thing, right? I mean, yes. That's a very interesting thing to happen, especially with somebody who's. I mean, he was very much a, a male icon. He was a you exactly. know, playgirl. Yeah, playgirl model and all the rest of it. So you had this <laughs> this very masculine character yep. who became um, a woman, and yep. that doesn't happen every day. <laughs> no, so. no. And what you know what jumps out at me, given that, is just the fact that that Neptune is conjunct the South Node. Um, in some circles, in some schools of astrology, uh, the uh, south node is what you bring in from other lifetimes. And uh, seeing as it's so pr uh, prominent in this configuration of the kite, um, also, you know, yeah, there, also, yeah, there could be this like literal it, memory of being a woman. But also that it connects up his Venus yeah. and his Pluto. Yeah, so there's exactly. a whole transformation of and and yeah. the south node is in Libra, which is it's like I need to explore the other side of this. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, you know. So and and Mercury, which is part of the Grand Trine, is is um or part of that outlet is um uh, you know it's, it's a double-bodied sign. Body. So it's yeah, an androgynous. Yeah, an androgynous. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, yeah, you know, I think that's kind of an interesting piece of that. Oh, that, totally, totally. That, so um, can you can you speak a little bit to what a kite pattern might look like um, in different elements? Well, I think, you know, the, the fire, fire is an element that, that's about doing. Yes. So there's active. a lot of energy there yep. in a trunk. You know, the energy is yep. there going round and round. This one has an outlet point in Libra. But the the fire itself is a doing kind of energy. Yes, exactly. Right, it's energy that wants to do. It wants to express. Yeah. Uh, earth, if in an earth grand trine, earth tends to be more stable, more settled, more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you might not get uh, if you didn't have a, you know, a, a kite formation. If you only had the grand trine, that might tend to be much more lazy. Clear. Even. Lazy, not, <laughs> yeah, not having the impetus to yeah, overcome, exactly. yeah, you know, inertia. <laughs> yeah, so an yeah. Earth kite that I discovered, and any of the charts that I mentioned for those who would actually like to look at them, uh, you can search on my radio page for these charts because I have had them up in prior episodes. So Stephen Hawking's has a kite yeah. pattern using Earth. Yeah. So he was obviously, yeah, he had that well, stick to even with his illness, to just keep going. And where was the outlet for that? The outlet for that, let me just... 
Which, which point on the triangle did it uh, oppose? All right. All right. <laughs> I'm a getting there, honey. I'm a getting there. Okay. <laughs> Just curious. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Good, good curiosity. Oh, and and I can't find it. Of course, of course, I can't find it. <laughs> oh, did I not That's bring okay. it? Oh, maybe I put it in with the trines. No, that's the odds. That's the Grand Cross. You know, I did try to get this organized. I'm sorry. I can't do that one. What I can do, though, is let's... Well, the outlet would, the outlet would be through water, would it not? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it would be. Because it's an elemental thing. Yeah. I, I just blanked on that. Yes. Yeah, so, so the outlet for a Grand Trine in, in Earth is going to be a complex element like water yeah so it's like for enough. instance with liz taylor the outlet was libra she had a grand trine in fire as well yeah right. and with jacqueline onassis hers was in fire as well and her outlet was venus mm -hmm. yeah so it was between neptune saturn and the moon and the outlet was venus right yeah yeah, yeah so it's it's just Again, you're look. That's what you're looking at. You've got the pattern, and then you're looking mm -hmm. at these these uh, ways of refining what that means. Exactly. You're looking at the elemental balance in the chart. I mean, again, it depends on how much fire somebody has in the chart too. Yeah. They might that might be all the fire they've got. Exactly. They yeah. Other things. Yeah. So, so here. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Many different factors, right? Yeah. It's, it's never a simple, oh, we just look at this piece and that's all there is. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. But these kind of, especially very, this this kite pattern, this, these don't show up every day. So in yeah, so the people who have these, these will be very prominent, I would think. Yeah, yeah. And because of that energy of the opposition. Yeah. The people, I mean, Grand Trines, you might not find that many of them who are prominent people. Because yeah, exactly. Because they don't they have the outlet. The impetus, the outlet, yeah. takes them somewhere, right? Yeah. I, I remember when I was first learning astrology, seeing one chart, and it was that this fellow who was, he was very artistic and creative. He had all all trines and sextiles in his chart. Right. No, no oppositions or squares. And, you know, his wife was always nudging him and pushing him <laughs> to do something. Something. And, and, you know, he yeah. just flowed along, right? And yeah. But the problem with that is there's no there's no resilience when some when there's a transit that exactly. something. It's like, what do I do with this? Yeah, yeah. There's no familiarity with it. So here's one where the kite pattern um it did have an outlet, but it was a difficult one. So this is Robin Williams. Um he has a grand wow. trine in water between Marjoranus uh, this does include the Ascendant and the Moon uh, conjunct the South Node. And the um, apex point is Venus in Virgo conjunct the South Node. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. It's dealing with some demons there, I think. Yeah, totally, that, totally. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and water can, can be difficult. Again, we're dealing, uh, when you have a water grand trine, you're dealing with the emotional energy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that can be very volatile. Yes. Kind of energy, yeah. very well, you can get lost. I think I've, I've actually 
done a lot of readings with people that have a grand trine in water. I mean, it yeah. has its um, definite upsides in terms of of being with people. Uh, but yeah, it you can easily, unless you've got a good boundary set up, that one's a mm-hmm. difficult one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's where you need some some other element, and and sometimes you'll find that they might have you know squares that yeah help. exactly that will pull that out yeah that help give some some direction elsewhere in the chart. So yeah. it's not you know it's not all is not lost just because you have a grand triangle water. But, <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, some, exactly. Some are easier than others. I think yeah. the grand triangle fire it may be the easier of, yes. of the box because. Yeah. You've got, you know, that natural energy of, of fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, air signs, you could get kind of caught up in your head and not. <laughs> oh, yeah. So here, here's one with the air sign. Um, we yeah. actually have one that's quite personal to Canadians anyway. But this one is Kamala Harris. Hers is, she has an air one. Um, and it's apex is moon in Aries. Yeah. Right. So it involves the North Node, the Sun, and Saturn in the air signs, and uh, yeah, the Moon in Aries as the apex. Well, and again, if you if you didn't have that that outlet point, that fiery beast, mm-hmm. then you could just be full yeah. of great ideas or all kinds of thoughts and ideas. Yeah. And you never go anywhere with it. Okay. Right? So here's the scary one. Justin Trudeau has a grand trine in air. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> as well as, we'll come to that other piece, but yeah. Well, and the outlet point for that... Does he is, have one? It's Neptune. Remember. Oh, heavens. Really? Seriously? Neptune, yes. Yeah, oh, that. God. So, Poor again, f- that's not particularly grounding. Yeah, no, not, not terribly. The planet that's involved. And of course, that's the other piece of this is always looking at the energies that are involved. In yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So do we need to recra- recap that? We have earth, it, it can be productive. Um, air can be communication and social. Water is sensitivity, radar, even psychic. Mm-hmm. Um so somebody like Drake, for instance, a very popular musician these days, he has water, Grand Trine. And the one I have also found with fire is burnout. Um, yeah. But yeah. confidence in life supporting them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's there's always the pros and cons to anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no aspect is good or bad. No planet is good or bad. They have different expressions, and, and yeah. that's what we're looking at, right? Yeah. And always in the context of we're looking at these patterns right now and not looking at the context of the rest of the chart. Particularly. Yeah. So yeah. Just to get always, you familiar always, with them. Yeah. Always has to be taken into account is yeah. the, the entire chart because, yeah. you know, yeah, we are it doesn't not work in isolation. Yeah. No, we are yeah. not bits and pieces. We are <laughs> whole beings. Yes. And you know some of these things may dominate though, and not allow yeah. for as much expression of some of the other things that need to be brought out. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. So who yeah. would you like to look at next? Well, I thought we'd look at Ghislaine Max. 
swell. All righty, let me just... Uh, this pattern is called a T-square. Ah, yes, let me just get to hers. Okay. How did you pronounce her first name? Ghislaine. Ghislaine, okay, thank you. <laughs> I yeah, see I names I like that and I'm like, oh, darn. <laughs> and, and, I, and I do hear some people pronouncing it differently, but from what I gather, that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Okay, okay. <laughs> So this pattern's quite common, actually. This is a common pattern. I just thought she's an interesting one to demonstrate with. Yeah. This because, and, and in her case, again, there's an, another pattern that you can see in the chart, which is most of it's kind of in, in one sector, right? Yeah. There's a whole yeah. lot of houses, and then there's planets yeah. almost all on one side. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you know, it's kind of like a bowl, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, your sound has cut out. What happened? Oh, is our, our internet doing weird things? Ah. You're not freezing. No? Okay, well, maybe you need to just speak a little more directly to your device. Oh, I don't know. I was, didn't move. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, where, where was I? Um, yeah, so there's that that pattern as well. Looking at patterns here, so this mm -hmm. this T square actually is kind of like an apex in that within that other pattern. Yes. It's yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, you've and so you've got the Moon in Leo, and that's opposite Jupiter, right up the mid heaven. Exactly. So yeah, it's like a reverse which, handle. <laughs> which, and then you've those the. Those, the midpoint of those, the where, where those connect, yeah. is Neptune in the sixth house in Scorpio. Exactly. So, you know, interesting that, you know, she's, what she's known for right now is yeah. sex trafficking, basically. Basically, yep, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of a very Scorpionic yeah. kind of thing. And, uh, and a miss, it's easy it, with Neptune in Scorpio for there to be... Um, an unrealistic or un how would you phrase that it's it's like no boundaries and no boundaries, no, no awareness really yeah no of, awareness yeah that there's anything wrong with what I'm doing here yeah yeah just doing my job right yeah um and I, I also wonder I don't know but I, I know her father was involved in like CIA and Mossad and all those kinds of activities mm -hmm. and I I wouldn't be surprised if she was programmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, groomed. Yeah, back then, MKUltra and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, that again would be very Neptunian. Yes, it would be. Something yeah, within her control that she may have been programmed to be do do what she was doing. Right. Yeah. Um, but certainly the prominence you know, coming to prominence for that with Jupiter on the midheaven, I think it was inevitable that... Yeah, that it would come out. <laughs> this would come to light. <laughs> yes. Um, and interestingly enough, she's she was arrested when um, Uranus in the 12th house was squaring that, I believe. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yes, suddenly she's headline news. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, and it's not over. Started. It's not over because no, that Uranus will eventually um, form uh, one of the other, what 
what happens well, when you have two of these together, it will form the grand square. Yeah. Well, it will, but it, it's also, it backed off that square to Jupiter, but yeah. it's going to come back to it. And oh, yeah, yeah. And eventually it will come to the opposition to Neptune. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And that'll and probably not be a good day. <laughs> and, and a square to her moon, yeah. which will be even more personally yeah. affecting her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, just, again, this is where you see a pattern like this. It's almost like it's incomplete in the sense that, yeah. that there's an empty leg there. Yeah. And so when you have somebody come along whose planet happens to sit on that point, we found right. out when we looked at J Charles and Diana. Yes. He had a square that he completed. Yeah. Not in a good way because yep. it triggered all that negative stuff that was trapped in that that t-square yeah and it's uh, negative maybe is the wrong word but challenging challenging exactly yeah yeah because i don't like positive and negative you know like i said there's no good and bad aspects but oppositions and particularly squares tend to be challenging oh they're definitely kind of, and there are obstacles yep. that we have to overcome yeah and so and not everybody yeah. does every time you know, sometimes no, you can do it and other times, yeah, no, you don't. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and, and like I say, this, this, it's a closed pattern, yeah. but it has that open leg at the other side yeah. by transit or by association with somebody else that yes. can be triggered and bring out what needs to be brought out. I exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, not always something that mm, the person wants. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Mostly not. Yeah. Because it's difficult. It's challenging and it's going to bring up a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting yeah. path. So are we going to go to the, to the, what it looks like when it's a complete square? Yes, we can go to a... Uh, okay, so a which one is that? Ah, this one here, Dave Icky. David Ike. Ike, David Ike. Thank you for yeah. correcting my yeah. pronunciation. And David Ike's been around for a very long time. And maybe a little uh, bit of background for those who might yeah. not know who he is. Yeah, uh, some people won't know who he is. Yeah, and Wikipedia dubs him a conspiracy theorist. Okay. But they tend to do that with people who have uh, different ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or question something that is sort of the official narrative. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's um, he was a footballer initially. Oh, okay. Sports, okay. Sports broadcaster. He, uh, oh, right. Mars, Mars and the Ascendant there. Yeah, yeah. Written more than 20 books. Okay. Um, but in 1990, he, uh, he visited a psychic, which basically opened him up to a whole different way of looking at life. Right, right. right. Okay. And, um, and that, you know, that's 30 years ago. He's been writing books since then. And some of them are, you know, yeah, they have what people will think of as wild ideas. But I like this from uh, Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. They say, Ike believes that the universe <clears throat> is made up of vibrational energy <laughs> and consists of an infinite number of dimensions that share the same space. He claims that elite manipulate global events to keep humans in constant fear. He claims many prominent public figures belong to the elites <laughs> and are preparing, propelling humanity 
toward an Orwellian global fascist state or a new world order. Well, that's what elites are calling it, a new world order. Yeah, a post-truth era where freedom of speech is ended. Uh, he believes that the only way this influence can be defeated is if people wake up to the truth and fill their hearts with love. Ah. Oh, what a crazy guy, hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what's deemed conspiracy theory. Um, so so in terms of the chart, then, how is the square functioning? Well, I think the square, it's interesting because he has the square. It's a T-square involving his Uranus moon and Cancer, mm-hmm. which would be unusual ways of looking at things, given it's in the ninth house. Yeah, yeah. Opening up to ideas that not everybody's open to. Uh, it, Im- it involves his Mercury in, in Aries, in yep. the sixth house. Having the courage to speak his beliefs, yeah. Speaking, speaking his truth and writing books about it. Mm-hmm. Being published, that's ninth house as well. <clears throat> It involves the uh, Saturn in the ninth, uh, in the twelfth house, mm-hmm. which um, you know, again, we're bringing in that psychic dimension, or the, or the fact that, that society in general wants to shut them down, because the twelfth house is also about um, not freedom of speech, the opposite, <laughs> being exactly. imprisoned. <laughs> exactly. And Except the, that know, they, that Saturn is incredibly dignified. If you are looking from a Hellenistic point of view, it's in its yeah. joy, and it's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and um, yeah, and and so he, you know, again, his Uran- the Uranus squaring that is mm-hmm. you know, talking about what's really going on, and they don't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they do they do things like write that kind of conspiracy theory, label him that way yes. in order to shut him down, so yeah. people won't won't listen to him. I think, you know, people now might be listening more because of what's going on. Um, and then the, the final one is is his Chiron in uh, Capricorn yep. in the third. And so again, these, uh, these squares can be productive is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because they, yeah, they involve the squares as well as two oppositions, right? Right. Is this comfortable? No. Well, not particularly, I think. No. Yeah. Although, yeah. an interesting, one of the really interesting features in this chart is an, a, another pattern altogether, which starts, um, I'll start at top, it starts with his his Uranus moon in Cancer, Yeah. which are sextiling his son in Taurus, Yeah. which is trining that Chiron in the third, Yeah. which is sextiling his Mars in Scorpio in the first. Oh, right. So this is that... Uh, back up, back up to, to the triangle. Right. With, this is the the mystic the rectangle. And so that, is, again, yeah. is a pattern. It ha- this one has the three series aspects of the trines and sextiles. Right. Helping oppositions, out. But with two oppositions as yeah. well. And so where that bar. one came from, um, I was reading in a book, is Madame Blavatsky, or however you pronounce her name, Blavatsky, from yeah. the Theof- Theosophical School. She was the one that coined this because she had one in her chart. 
Well, and it's interesting, too, because, yeah. you know, they, they mentioned that what started him on this part of his journey was um, visiting a psychic. Right? Yeah, so exactly. The, yeah. the label mystic rectangle is very appropriate. Yeah. But, you know, you've got the, the Sun-Mars opposition, which, you know, speaks to his athletic stuff as well. Yep, yep. But also to him standing up and, you know, mm-hmm. setting his own boundaries. And, and, and making things. it possible for that Grand Cross yeah. to have, to be useful, to be workable, to be not get sort of caught in the challenge of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, to, you know, to actually yeah. get his work out there. I mean, exactly. you know, he, I guess he self-publishes because he's, you know, yeah. he's been labeled the way he has. But, you know, he's been very successful in doing what he's doing because people people recognize the truth when they hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, particularly now, as I say, he's, you know, he's been talking about it for 30 years, but it's become more obvious now and people are going, oh, maybe he's not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, but he hasn't given up. And that's part of the square, too, is there's a, there can be a stubbornness. Ah, okay. Oops. Which, another word for stubbornness is perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll have to remember that. <laughs> depending, on, depending on, you know, which end of it you're on. Yes, <laughs> you're, yes, exactly. Who's, you know, persevering and you want them to stop, then you think they're stubborn. But, you know, it gives that, that ability to, to stick stick yeah. to it and see it through and, and carry on. So, yeah. So, so in, in one book that I read, it said for the Grand Cross, you could either be crucified, which I thought was a bit thick. You would never say that to a client. Um, or you can be very well integrated. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's, he's both, I think. I think he's mm-hmm. been crucified. Well, his is in what? Cardinal. Yeah. So action doing something with what he knows and understands wasn't a you know yeah. he couldn't not do he would have to yeah, and, do yeah and that's the other other piece of this is that yeah. uh, a t a grand cross or a t square is always fixed cardinal yes or mutable and so right? they so, will demonstrate in different ways then maybe go yeah. through each of the modes and just give maybe a couple of keywords for those well, Cardinal tends to initiate. Yeah. Right. It, it wants to start stuff and, and and fixed tends to see things through. Well, he's yeah. got both of those, right? Yeah. He's got cardinal um, grand cross, but he's also got in the mystic rectangle. He's got his his son in Taurus. Yep. Opposing Mars in uh, Scorpio. Yeah. So, so giving it the, the follow through. Yep. That's the fixed yeah. element that's going to you know. Going. Does he have any mutable? He doesn't have any mutable. No, <laughs> oh, no my, he doesn't. Neither, neither do I. Although I, my nodes are, are mutable. He's he's born a, just a little before me, or just a little after me. Yeah. My my, my nodes are in uh, Pisces, Virgo. Yeah, right his are in uh, Leo, Aquarius. Yeah. So the mutable Grand Cross apparently is incredibly good at being social, which makes sense. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and yeah, and it, you know, you could, you're adaptable. There's yeah, an adaptability exactly. with the mutable signs. They, yeah. they can adapt yeah. to their surroundings or the, what needs to have. You know. So, so here's, here's a mutable Grand Cross for you, which is kind of doo doo a little bit. Woody Allen. Woody oh. Allen has a very interesting chart um, because there's a side of his personality that most people 
are completely unaware of, and it's not part of that Grand Cross, right? Yeah, I can remember when I, I can't even remember in what context I read his chart on one of the episodes, but yeah, but he has a mutable Grand Cross. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what's next? Well, let's see. What do we look at next? What else do we have on the menu? We have, okay, <laughs> so we have Elon Musk, who has, what does he have? Oh, he has, Finger well, of the World. Yes, he has the odd. Well, do you want to go to the odd well, next? The odd is my dad. We've looked at him once before in our yeah, okay. session. Yeah, we can pull uh, up the odd. Here we go. Yeah. This is and yod, yod is interesting. It's, um, oh, but it didn't show up on this one. Why not? I don't know. Because no. I didn't change the aspects. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. So uh, I can point it out, though. So it goes yeah. from Neptune, right? Or does it? No, no, here it is here. From Saturn up to the sun. And then back to Neptune. Yeah. 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 There's the yeah. sextile. And it's to the sun. Yeah, sun and Jupiter, actually. Yeah. To both. Sun and Jupiter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then it's got this handle on it as well, which is yeah. Pluto. Yeah. The, the odd is an interesting one. It's actually a 12 series. So that's Yeah. So I'll, I'm just going to pull up the picture of it for people. And you can keep talking sure. about your dad. Yeah. So the, the yod is, um, like I say, it's a, it's a 12 series. It's dividing the circle by 12. So you yeah. get, you know, this 150 degrees, which is... The quincunx, the or 12, in conjunct. 12, 12 is 3 times 4. So it involves the 3 and 4 in, ah. in that division. So the, the, um, the, and these 150 degree aspects are called quincunxes. Some oh. people call them... In, in conjuncts, conjunct. yeah. <laughs> and they, they are in conjunct. It's kind of like if you think, if I'm looking at somebody and I'm looking straight across at them, that's an opposition. Yeah. With this, I have to turn my head, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so it's, a, it's an aspect of adjustment. Oh, you know, totally, totally. I, I always call it the duh. You know, it's yeah. like, um, so for instance, I'm a Scorpio, and if I'm faced with, uh, you know, like a Gemini, um, yeah. and sometimes with Aries, although I have Aries rising, so I ha I'm more, but Geminis can be just like, huh? Well, and <laughs> I just that's don't get it. <laughs> we're, again, we're talking, when you're talking about elements, Yes. this involves, this involves um, three different elements. Yeah. It isn't all one element, right? Yeah. Um, it, and also in terms of um, um, modality, but yeah. cardinal fixed mutable. Yep. You've got one of each, right? Yes. So, again, there's nothing in common between exactly. um, fire, fire and water and fire and earth. It's like fire scorches earth and yep. water puts out fire. So they're not for, kind of friendly and easily yes integrated. <laughs> exactly so you've got this fiery fiery sun jupiter up there in the right. mid heaven yep um but it's 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 got this it's like this weight at the bottom these this saturn and taurus and this neptune in in cancer that are like 
well, what am I supposed to do with those? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so yeah, and, and the other piece of this is interesting. Um, there is an outlet for this yacht. Yes, which um, not all yachts will have. No, yeah. no, most yachts don't. So, again, like the Grand Trine that has, is a kite, we yeah. have that out, opposition. We have that opposition here from Jupiter and the Sun yeah. to Pluto down yeah. in the fourth house. So that's a really key piece of this pattern. Yes, having the, having the outlet or not having the outlet. Yeah, yeah, and it, it brings in more mutable because that's the opposite sign to to uh, Sagittarius is Gemini. So there's there's a, a familiarity with <laughs> yes. Gemini. There isn't with Cancer and Taurus, but yeah. So there's, you know, and there's a tremendous amount of power in that opposition. Again, the opposition is the two series. It tends to want to get things done, and yep. And Sagittarius is a fire sign, so you know you want to do. Yes. Do, do, do. <laughs> often, often Sagittarius might overdo. <laughs> yes, just a little. <laughs> it was Jupiter conjunct the Sun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So yes, you know, but yeah, yeah. So it's it's an interesting pattern, and just the fact that it turns that into something of a kite. Yes. Um, with Pluto in the picture, and those are three outer planets. That's another thing yes. that you're looking at. Yeah. With this. Yeah. We have we have the Sun, which is a very personal planet. Yeah. But it's hooked up conjunct Jupiter, which is a societal planet. It yep. tends to influence. Same know, with Saturn. Yeah larger portions of the population and same with Saturn and then you've got the two outermost planets Neptune and Pluto mm-hmm. so this is this is interesting combination that of energies that this sun is trying to cope with yes <laughs> right. yeah. yeah okay yeah. so um, yeah yeah all right so who else do we have here Elon, what's Elon got going for him? Elon Musk has an interesting chart. Um, it, this is a, a very uncommon, I think, pattern. And it, yes. is, a, it, it yeah. is part of the two series. It's very much part of the two series. It's a square, and we've got this square between Mercury and Chiron. Mm-hmm. And they're hooked up to um, Neptune. By what's called a sesquiquadrate. Yes. Sesquiquadrate. Yeah. Sesquiquadrate is a square and a half. So it's, you know, a square is um, is 90 degrees mm-hmm. and half of that is 45. So it's 135 degrees. Yes. Roughly. So that's, you know, it's, it, but there's the challenge in that when you have, and the energy that yep. you have with that um, of, doing something and again this one um you've got two two cardinal points you've got right because uh, you've got a square but mm-hmm. then you're hooked up then you've got a mutable <laughs> mutable yeah and it's neptune and it's neptune to, to boot <laughs> which uh. is about as mutable, about as mutable in energy as you, you can get i mean exactly it's the ocean it ebbs and flows and <laughs> Yeah, so very interesting chart I thought to look at because you know he's he's fairly much in the news. He's uh, certainly well. He's definitely fair. successful by you know typical standards, but yeah. Yeah, 
Yes. But, but not in a normal way. <laughs> no, he's a very, very odd character. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he, he's full of contradictions as far as I can see. Yeah. He, um, he's trying to, he's working on this, what's called Neuralink, which is where you're going to hook us up, our brains up to the internet, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 just like having a Fitbit in your brain. It's no big deal. I, yeah, no, I don't think so, Elon. I don't think I think that is a big deal, and I don't think I want that. AKA um, the Matrix is what it's sounding like. Yeah. Oh, it is very much so. I mean, yeah. But you know, it, it certainly fits in with what's going on with this fourth industrial revolution and all of that stuff. So, um, but at the same time. He's saying that he he thinks you know that too much AI is not a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> well, and he can't. He has an electric car, so you know that's yeah. Which have which is you know has all kinds of problems. He's tried to launch all these rockets that have exploded. He's, <laughs> he has had some success with those. I mean, he has taken folks up to the. He has. He has. He's had a lot of yeah. disasters. Astros ones, and especially with the self-driving cars. Oh, that's true. Well, that was taking it a bit far. I think keeping it to an well, electric but, car but was... That is, part of, that is part of the plan for oh, yeah. this yeah, yeah. great reason, right? yeah. is that we'll all just travel around in self-driving cars. So he warns against that sort of thing, and yet he's the one working on making it happen. Yeah. So I think he's, he's a very unusual kind of character. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't quite know what to make of him. I think he's, So what's yeah. this pattern called? Well, this pattern is, they call it Thor's hammer. This is the Thor's hammer, right. Yeah. I'll have to make a, um, a graphic of this and put it up also yeah. on this episode. Yeah. What it says about it is Thor's hammer is a highly volatile, dynamic aspect. That makes sense, yeah. Children with Thor's hammer may appear very willful and hard to discipline. Adults may continue to act out their stressful feelings and rebel against society. They may attract a lot of criticism from others for their wayward behavior. Huh. And, you know, I think, yeah. Yeah, he kind of know. fits that, yeah. I think he does, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay, I will, like I say, I'll put up a graphic of that one. I'm yeah. just keeping track of our time, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so we've done, oh. I think, we, I think we've covered the <coughs> ones that I had. We can look at some of the other charts you had if you want. Right. <coughs> so with the, I'm just going to pull this one up because as it turns out, if I can find it in my piles of charts that I brought, that... Mm -hmm. um, our Prime Minister has a mystic triangle. Let me just find Rectang him. Rectangle. Mystic yes. Rectangle. Mystic rectangle. All righty. Mm, I don't see this. Oh, oh, yeah. There it is. Yep. Ah, here we go. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so his is, well, of course, he's got that grand trine in air, which when I first pulled up his chart, I went, oh, dear. <laughs> Just because, uh, but it is a kite, but unfortunately, it's a kite to Neptune. So, yes. um, I mean, when he first came out with that, um, 
um, sunny ways. I was just like, are you serious? <laughs> I just, I mean, if that doesn't speak to a kite in air with Neptune in Sag as the yeah. outlet point, yeah. shoot me yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, and sort of the... Much- He's very much pushing the Great Reset. Thing. Yeah, and and the other thing about it is this, um, um, you know, foot in mouth disease that he has, yeah. where he keeps yeah. getting caught doing strange things, and yeah. but he also so the the mystic square or rectangle that he has is between Pluto to Saturn, Saturn to Mars. Mars back to that Neptune, and then of course Neptune. Yeah, Mars is Mars is out of sign for that. I don't yeah. know if if that counts though in a mystic rectangle. Well, it kind of does because you're dealing with again the elements and the um, and the, the uh, modalities. Okay. Uh, with, okay. With the trines and sextiles. But, yeah, we I mean, were we were going to try to save him from his foot and mouth, and we didn't. Yeah, Darn. Yeah, I, well, his Mars is in Pisces, so, you know, I don't think that's the savior. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> it sort of emphasizes, it's like a repeat of the, of the Neptune in Sad. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, More of the kite pattern, yeah. And, of course, yeah. the other thing we were saying about the kite is that it does work really well. And so one of the things that um, our neighbor to the south, Trump's chart, um, pointed out to me is that charts in and of themselves do not speak to um, any kind of moral code no, at all. No, no they're neutral. Charts are completely neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, it's how we embody them um, as to, you know, what's going to be the product. Um, because well, they're... Also, also the planets and their positions and their aspects are neutral. It's how we yeah. interpret them. Yeah, it's how we work with it. Yeah, it's like we're all given the same deck of cards to play with. It's just what are you going to do with them? Although some shuffled in different order. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so the other one that I was going to mention too was Andrew Shear, who um, he he was uh, the leader of uh, the Conservative Party. So he has that grand trine in, although it's with his ascendant, so we might not want to count it. But he too has a yod. And what's interesting is, so he's got a pile up in Taurus. He's got Venus, Mars, Mercury, and the Sun all in Taurus. Um, and the apex of his yod is that Mars, but it's Venus-Mars. They're conjunct within 10 minutes of each other. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah very tight. Opposite Uranus in, uh, oh no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Cut, cut, erase that piece. Okay, so the yod is to his Mercury, which is at 17 degrees of Taurus. Okay, opposite Uranus. And then the inconjuncts are to Pluto in Libra and uh, Neptune in Sag. And of course, so the midpoint is that Uranus and it's to right. his Mercury. Yeah. And I, what I find interesting about that is once I saw that, I went, huh, he wasn't actually all that good at communicating. 
No. No. Well, I think a lot of politicians are not. <laughs> well, even even if, you know, we don't agree with where they're trying to take us or anything, but yeah. I would have thought with that kind of emphasis, but maybe, you know, and with the Uranus, like how was he, he wasn't revolutionary within the Conservative Party at all. No, no. No, yeah. So that was, this was kind of yeah. a, you know, not always do the the you know sort of the classic way we might interpret something yeah sometimes yeah. not yeah no it's it again you know it's always that's why i don't like doing charts without being able to communicate you know, yes have a dialogue yeah. with clients because unless you get to know how they've experienced it yeah you know it's just your own theory theoretical exactly exactly and uh, the other way we could look at this is because the odd is formed from the you know the distant planets um you know he may never have actually tapped into that he's got moon in um pisces and he's got a cancer rising um yeah it, his personal planets yeah. are caught between Jupiter or between the ascendant and the moon. And so the social planets, he's got Jupiter in Leo in the second. Uh, of course, this is whole sign and uh, Saturn in Virgo. So, yeah. Yeah. He more yeah, towed I mean, the party line than anything. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is, I think that is the challenge when you have, um, have a kite, uh, kite, whether it's a the yod, particularly with the yod, because mm-hmm. it's more, more challenging generally. Um, that, like in my dad's case, that opposition to Pluto, there's a tremendous amount of power there. Yes, and he did. I mean, he did certainly um, try to exercise it in a small way. He would get into things like the Masons and become the head of that, and then right. then he get that and go on to the the rotary and become the head of that you know always sort of getting to that and because that's a magnetic kind of energy that exactly yeah energy you know he he was great with um sort of the public sphere yes not so good with the personal sphere yeah and i guess with with mr Shear here he would have actually had to have exercised um, that Uranus, like really made yeah. a revolutionary power shift because yeah. that was in Scorpio to yeah. have yeah. brought this Jod into focus. Yeah. 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 No, I think there's uh, all of that, you know, it's always looking at all the whole picture. Exactly. Yeah. And then where the person is at. Yeah. 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 I mean, for my dad, that Pluto in the fourth, I think, was the fact that his, his dad was gone when he was very small. Right. Didn't really, father. So, you know, it's like that's a huge piece if you're trying to do that outer world stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. You're, you're looking. You're looking for the model, and there wasn't one. Yeah. 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 So I think that was a huge piece, and I think he he never wanted to go there and address the how painful that was, or yeah, yeah. Well, oh, and and his era. Um, that wasn't something that you did. Absolutely, absolutely. yeah. yeah. No, it's no, I'm not finding fault with him for that. I'm just yeah. saying, I think he would have had a tremendous, you know, he could have probably gone much further Yeah. in accomplishing, because I think he probably had huge things he might have liked to do. Yeah, yeah. 
this thought was that Jupiter sun and, the, and Sag <laughs> up there in midheaven. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, of course he did. Know, he, of course he, he did. did. Become, he did become alderman, you know, for a couple of terms. But yeah, you know, it, it, you know, not getting out in the big world, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, a big fish in small pond kind of. Yeah. Thing. Um, so I think with that Pluto energy, if he'd really tap, been able to tap into it, yep. well. he might have might have projected himself into a, you know, but he he needed more kind of a grounding, I think. And mm-hmm. I think the odd, you know, the in conjunct to his Saturn retrograde is the missing father. Right. Yep. The other in conjunct is to Neptune and Cancer. So yeah, that's awkward. Yeah. yeah. So that whole that whole grounding piece, that fourth house, home, family, stability. Yeah. That, that enables you to go far in the world wasn't really there. Yeah. I would agree <laughs> completely. Yeah. Okay. Well, it would appear, I think, that, uh, yeah, I think we have a wrap. That was good. I like this. So I will put up that other Thor hammer picture because I know I don't yeah. have that up there to compliment. World something. I don't know what you called it. Say, oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's very, okay, we got two minutes. We can do it. We can do it. Yeah. So we're, we are, we are looking for someone born on this day, July the 29th, 2013. If Anyone oh, yeah. in the listening audience knows of someone who has this chart, please yeah. send us an email. Please, please, please just look at this. Isn't that yeah. bizarre? Yeah. Yeah. And, and for, fortunately, that that contains squares and oppositions because yes. otherwise yeah. it would be all trans and sextiles. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I was noticing that in, I think it was Diana, Princess of Wales, she had uh, two thirds of it. And there was somebody else yeah. here that had two thirds of it, but not the whole, yeah. not the whole thing. Whole and what we're talking about is this, where you've got sextiles, 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 sextiles. It's all the grand... Sextile. A grand sextile, yeah. And it's probably one of the... Uh, Rarest. Yeah, what you've called the finger of the world is actually what I've called the hammer. Oh, okay. Uh, hammer, I think. Oh, okay. Finger, oh, okay. So I'll change the name on that. Yeah, or add that in, name. Yeah. Yeah, the square in sesquiquadrates, because I... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hadn't seen it called that, but then I hadn't seen it called Thor's hammer till I looked it up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Yeah. Okay, I have 36 seconds. So I am going to wrap us up. Bye bye, Jill. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see her and me both next week. And in the meantime, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And we look forward to you joining us next week. Uh, In the meantime, stay safe, and we will talk to you soon. 